0: Hello, you're listening to Spiritual Moments with Anna as well. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about fasting. Since it's the season of Lent, today's day eleven of Lent, and during Lent, the three points we are supposed to be practicing is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So, in the previous episode, we did prayer and perseverance in prayer and faith. Today, we're going to be talking about fasting. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about Um, the three aspects or two aspects we're going to be touching on today is we're going to take an example from the book of luke it's our introduction then we're going to be looking at a reading with derek on ash wednesday from the book of jewel then we're going to look at uncleanliness what causes a person to be unclean and the power of the tongue and hearing and doing and finally we're going to talk about staying clean during fasting the introduction we're going to take from the book of Luke, chapter 18, verse 11 to 14. And it is about the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And I'm going to take it from 11 to 14. <laughs> the Pharisee stood apart by himself and prayed, I thank you, God, that I'm not greedy, dishonest, or an adulterer like everybody else. I thank that I'm not like the tax collector of the world. I fast two days a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector still distance and would not even raise his face to heaven, but beat on his breast and said, God, have pity on me, a sinner. I'm not the Pharisee. I'm, I tell you, said Jesus, the tax collector and not the Pharisee was in the right with God when he went home. For all who make themselves great will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be made. Now through this reading, we realized through the prayer of the Pharisee, <coughs> sorry, that not only was he un, not humble, but he was also judging the text collector. He was putting himself in the right with God, basically putting himself through judgment to being better than somebody else and the Bible tells us to consistently with others before us. And he was kind of giving a list to God of the things he has and has not been doing. And we already know that God already sees the things we do and sees within our heart. And you can, I I mean, in my opinion, it is quite a shallow and superficial prayer to just kind of try and please God. Because really God is pleased through what's in our hearts. This then takes us to our second reading, which is from the book of Jewel. Now, this was read on... Ash Wednesday, if I remember properly. Joel 2, 12 to 13, and it says, But even now, says the Lord, repent sincerely sincerely, and return to me with fasting and weeping and mourning. Let your broken heart show your sorrow. Tearing your clothes is not enough. Come back to the Lord your God. He's kind and full of mercy. He's patient and keeps his promises. He's always ready to forgive and not punish. And from this, this reading we're told that it's not enough for us to just tear our clothes and beat ourselves against the ground and be like, I don't do this, I don't do that, I'm this, I'm not that. Just tear your hearts. I want to see what's in your hearts. And we look at what the Pharisee was doing in trying to put himself above others. And you realize that in his heart, he's always about being better than someone. And being better than someone is not our God wants. He wants our hearts to be from humble places. Those that are not humble will be humbled. Those that put themselves above others will be humbled. And those that are humble will be raised by God. And He says, Tearing your clothes is not enough. It's not enough for us to just not for eat and say only oh word and but not really do anything on the inside. He's not pleased with what's on the outside. He's more pleased with what we do on the outside. On the inside rather, because what's from the heart is what flows from us. And this kind of takes us to our next reading, which is from the book of Mark when we read from the book of mark it tells us the things that make a person unclean i'm going to read um from verse 17 all the way to 23 says when he left the crowd and went into the house his disciples asked him to explain the saying you are no more intelligent than the others jesus said to them don't you understand nothing that goes into a person from the outside can really make him unclean because it does not go into the heart, but into the stomach, and then goes out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared that all foods are fit to be eaten. And he went on to say, It is what comes out of a person that makes him unclean. For from the inside, from a person's heart, come the evil ideas which lead him to do immoral things. To rob, to kill, to commit adultery, to be greedy, to do all sorts of evil. Deceit, indecency, jealousy, slander, pride, and folly. All these evil things come from inside a person and make him unclean. Now here Jesus is just putting it straight. And that's one of the things we need to admire about Jesus Christ is that he didn't beat around the bush. He put things straight as they were, even though we didn't really want to hear it. He always put things as they are, as they are pleasing to God. And we hear in this verse that it matters not what you put into your mouth. It does not fall into your heart. But what comes out of the heart is what usually causes a lot of damage and a lot of pain and a lot of relief and he says it, it is from the heart where immortal things come from you know um ever so often we think we can fast for seven days but if we think it matters not what we do in that seven days it's very important what we do in that seven days and we'll read about it when we go to james 1 19-21 what comes from our heart is supposed to be pure because love lives within us. And when love lives within us, that means that love's supposed to flow through us to the next person. The second commandment tells us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as we love ourselves, we go on to wanna to eat healthy things and we wanna look beautiful. But the problem is we never think of what's on the inside. When we love ourselves, we work on the inside as much as we work on the outside and So what we give to the next person is from a priest full of love that's been manifested and harvested from the first commandment through loving the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your soul. Now if you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, he gives to you what you need for your everyday basis and everyday activities and from that you're able to love him as you love yourself. However, we always feel we can do it without him. And we end up in a place of pride, of greed, of loving ourselves too much that we forget about God and thus forgetting about the other person. And so it says, you need to have this, you need to, in your heart, feel love and the love of God, which we've spoken about in a couple of episodes before, that God is love. And it says here, from the inside, from a person's heart, come the evil ideas which lead them to be more if we are going to be about doing good to us, our neighbor, to start from our heart. And ever so often, we are not conscious about what we say. And so in this episode of fasting, it's about fasting about what comes out of our mouth, what comes from our heart. It's so what comes from our hearts that flows through our mouth. And see, once a word word is uttered and somebody hears it, it has the ability to build or break. And we're going to read about it now when we go to James 3. About the power of the tongue. So it is very important to fast from the evil that could sit in our hearts, evil things like greed. We were talking about the uh, ability, the virtues over vice. It's about with the love of God building up our lives based on virtue so that what lives in our heart is not evil but love and therefore we can overcome these immoral things which is killing committing adultery greed uh, robbing and all these other things that go against the 10 commandments which are rooted in the two and so um thus when we say things it's important that it will be coming from a place of love and thus will build the next person as jesus said it's not what goes in it's about what comes out now, what comes out usually lies on one small structure, which is the tongue. And uh, ever so often, we struggle with obtaining the tongue. And the tongue is one of the structures on our body. It's so small, I mean, compared to many parts of our bodies, it's so small. And yet, it, it, it has so much power. There's so much power in the tongue. The book of James, chapter 3, tells us about the tongue 1 to 12. And I'm going to read it quick, fast. My brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers. As you know, we teachers will be just with great strictness than others. All of us often make mistakes. But if a person never makes a mistake in what he says, he's perfect. And he's also able to control his whole being. We put a bit into the mouth of a horse to make it a balance. And we are able to make it go where we want. Or think of a ship. Big as it is, it's driven by such strong winds it can be steered by a very small rubber and it goes wherever the pilot wants it to go so it is with the tongue small as it is it can boast about great things and as much as it can boast about great things let's see what the next verse says just think how large a forest can set be set on fire by a tiny flame and the tongue is like a fire It is a world of wrong occupying its place in our bodies and spreading evil through our whole being it sets on fire the entire cause of our existence with the fire that comes to it from hell itself human beings can tame and have tamed all their creatures wild animals birds reptiles fish but no one has ever been able To tame the tongue. It is evil and uncontrollable, full of deadly poison. We use it to give thanks to the Lord our and Father and also to curse others who are created in the likeness of God. Words of thanksgiving and cursing pour out from the same mouth. My brother and sister, this should not happen. No spring of water pours out sweet water and bitter water from the same opening. A fig tree, my brother and sister, cannot bear olives. A grape cannot grape cannot bear figs. nor even a salty spring produce sweet water. Now this takes us back to Jesus telling us that the evil deeds sit in our heart and from our heart will be on our tongue and then they flow. And so when we don't tame what we say, we speak what's in our hearts and when we have evil in our hearts. What comes out of our hearts will be evil. And so, because we are such hypocrites, sometimes we'll be there, evilly slandering people and killing people with our words and harassing people with our words. And what comes up from our tongue, and then we'll go down and be like, "Thank you, God, for all the things that you've given me," which is weird because I mean, how do you go and break people of God? how do you go disrespect the second commandment and then go and say oh no but I I actually honor the first one because the two are actually one and are fulfilled together and so and so the whole ten are summed up in the two so when you kill when you rob when you commit adultery it's usually to other people sometimes you have to use the power of the tongue a majority of the time the power of the tongue it says it's like a fire and it says from hell itself the fire that comes from hell itself so we have by harboring evil in our hearts we pretty much bring hell into our very beings and we spread it with our tongues we need to fast from saying bad things from saying things that are going to kill people that are going to slander that are going to promote greed within us i mean a lot of the time when somebody says a certain thing i mean look at the prayer of the pharisee we realize through that when jesus tells us you "No, know, actually the prayer of the text collector is the one that will put him right and the one of the pharisee um he says i think that i'm not like the text collector tonight. so can you be judging the person you shouldn't be judging what do you mean you're not like them you are all both made in the image of god this says, i'm not greedy i'm not i'm not dishonest or an adulterer like everybody else so the tongue you know the tongue is saying everybody's an adulterer everybody's greedy everybody's dishonest and not thinking about himself before you go on to say everybody about you remember that the parable about uh, the the log in one eye while you're trying to take the speck out of somebody else's eye it's all a fruition and so we go on to james one uh which tells us about hearing and doing and this is one of the most important things we just heard about um We need to tear our hearts, not our garments. What's in our hearts is very important because it's from from there where evil things flow. And so we need to also be careful about the uncleanliness of our hearts because it's from what comes out of our mouth that actually makes us unclean. And so it is spread through the tongue. So how do we then fight this whole thing? By hearing what Jesus tells us and doing it. It says, in James, verse, chapter one, verse nineteen to twenty-one. Remember this, my dear brothers and sisters. Everything must, everyone must be quick to listen, but slow to speak, speak and slow to become angry. Human anger does not achieve God's righteous purpose. So, get rid of every filthy habit, all wicked conduct. Submit to God and accept the word that He plants in your heart, which is able to save you. And we all want to be saved. So that is quite direct slow to be quick to listen, consistent listening, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So this the season of fasting, fast from speaking too much. Keep your tongue. I was reading the book of the diary of Saint Christina and we were talking about the vow of silence where she took some time off just being silent and she couldn't talk. And Jesus actually said to her, you must not talk during she was at a retreat, and so you shouldn't talk during this retreat. And um, I've got to say, this is, I think, a challenge you should actually take on during learning to talk less. If not at all, just like, talk not at all. <laughs> and I know it might be challenging, but you realize there's, you, you listen more when you talk less. And you are slow to anger because ang- anger comes from a very weak place. And when we talk too much, we are weak people because we don't have the ability to listen more. And so it says if we want to be saved, we need just connect to God and accept the word that comes in our hearts. And the word is life. And it is light, and Jesus Christ lives that word. He shows us, and He died on the cross, cross for all these sins that we've been committing that we harbor in our hearts. So let us fast from speaking too much, harboring evil in our hearts, and spreading that evil with our tongues. And learn to do, do hear what what Jesus says, and do what He tells us. Hear what God plants in our hearts, and do that. It says in chapter in verse 26 do any of you think you're religious if you do not control your tongue your religion is worthless and you deceive yourself. What God the Father considers to be pure and genuine religion is this. To take care of the orphans and widows in their suffering and to keep oneself from being corrupt by the world. Now, when we talk about almsgiving giving tomorrow, we're going to do bigger emphasis on this, about giving to the poor and the orphans and the widows that are suffering. Because when we listen more, we can hear what other people need. We can hear what other people are consistently like requiring even in action and sometimes not so that a person needs to talk but just their actions will give you direction as to where and what they could be needing you be able to ensure you are misgiving the proper way. And finally we're gonna to go to Matthew 6 um verse 17 where jesus was teaching us about fasting now there's certain times when you'd need to fast like take some days off of eating and dedicate them to pray says when you fast do not put on a sad face or the, as the hypocrites do they neglect their appearance so that everyone will see that they're fasting i assure you they've already been praying for when you go without food wash your face comb your hair so that others cannot know that you're fasting. Only your father who is unseen will know. And your father who sees you that what you do in private will reward you. He will reward you when you do what he says. When Jesus, what Jesus says we need to live by. And from that we'll get the rewards from God. And I hope that through this episode you have learned on what is is, is very important to fast from, from our hearts. And we consistently turned to God in prayer and thanksgiving because everything we are, everything we do, he knows. And everything, every relationship that he's trying to establish with us is something that we need to submit to give our word to. Let us not be like the Pharisee and be more like the tax collector. We are all sinners. We all go through a lot in life that's more reason for us to be judging each other so whatever we're going through at this moment in time we get to God in prayer and thanksgiving and we thank God for this episode I think it has also touched me as as I was preparing it and thank you very much for listening if you have any inputs you're more than welcome to send through your voice notes and give any inputs of what to get for the next uh, episode where we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving thank you very much God bless you and I love you Listening to spiritual movements with Annelise. Today's prayer is from Psalm 10, a prayer for justice, which is in line with today's episode. Why are you so far away, O Lord? Why do you hide yourself when we are in trouble? The wicked are proud and persecute the poor. Catch them in the traps they have made. The wicked are proud of their evil desires. The greedy curse and reject the Lord. The wicked do not care about the Lord. In their pride, they think that God doesn't matter the wicked succeed in everything. They cannot understand God's judgment. They sneer at their enemies. They say to themselves, we will never fail. We will never be in trouble. Their speech is filled with curses, lies, and threats. They are quick to speak hateful, evil words. They hide themselves in their villages, waiting to murder innocent people. They spy on their helpless victims. They wait in their hiding place like lions. They lie in wait for the poor. They catch them in their traps and drag them away. The helpless victims lie crashed. Brute strength, brute strength has defeated them. The wicked say to themselves, God doesn't care. He has closed his eyes and will never see me. O oh Lord, punish those wicked people. Remember those who are suffering. How can the wicked despise God and say to themselves, he will not punish me? but you do so do see me you take notice of trouble of trouble and suffering and are always ready to help the helpless commit themselves to you you have always helped the needy break the power of wicked and evil people punish them for the wrong they have done until they do it no more the lord is king forever and ever those who worship other gods will vanish from this land you will listen o oh lord to the prayers of the lowly You will give them courage. You will hear the cries of the oppressed and the orphans. You will judge in their favor so that mortal men may cause terror no more. Amen.